This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Four. Nice night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Christopher Bell wins. That's moments like that is what creates the Chili Bowl and why it brings people back, why everybody loves it. A lot of fingers pointing toward A.J. Allmendinger as one of those guys. The Rolex 24, the the history behind it, the prestige. I feel so fortunate that my name is is a part of that history of, of winning the race overall. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you yet again. And we are so appreciative of you spending your busy week with us. we got a packed show for you. We're going to hear from NASCAR personalities at the Chili Bowl in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're also going to hear from drivers competing in the Rolex 24 at Daytona, which takes the green flag this weekend. We're also going to discuss the women of NASCAR and their impact on the sport plus so much more. But first, on Friday, the NASCAR community mourned the loss of a racing giant. Glenn Wood changed the sport in so many ways over his six decades in NASCAR. He was originally a driver. Matter of fact, Glenn and his brother Leonard started racing back in 1950, and Glenn won four races in the early years. Leonard took care of building the engines for him. Now, as the sport grew to larger speedways, Glenn stepped away from driving in 1964, And he focused on being an owner. Some of the most iconic names in the sport, like Cale Yarborough, Curtis Turner, A.J. Foyt, and David Pearson, drove for Glenn Wood, also known as the Wood Brothers. And they created some of the most iconic moments in NASCAR. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? He's still moving. The car stops. 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line. Pearson is still running. Here's Petty trying to fire to come across the line. David Pearson moving down through as they come to the stripe. The winner is car number 21. An amazing finish. Richard Petty's car demolished the front end as well as car number 21. An unbelievable finish, a terrible crash. Both cars in the wall, both drivers kept on going. David Pearson drove the number 21 for eight years, amongst other big names, making it legendary. And the Gray Fox, you can hear them cheering him now as he moves down this front straightaway. He'll be coming by, picking up the Wood Brothers. 
they have been there before, but not in the Southern 500. And now another first, something that David Pearson has talked about, has wanted for many, 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 many years. And he has won the crowd responding now as he stops down on pit road being congratulated by his crew. Earnhardt bonded side by side, Parsons and Yarbrough. Parsons low, Yarbrough high, Earnhardt down low, bonded high. They come off the turn four under a blanket. They pull out all the stops as Bonnet moves out in front with Earnhardt wedged out of traffic. Yarbrough gets by Earnhardt to dash to the checkered flag with Bonnet leading. Can they do it? Neil Bonnet comes to the line, one car length ahead. He will win the Talladega 500. Cale Yarbrough will finish second. The older statesman of the Whit Brothers crew, Glenn Wood here. Glenn, congratulations on a fine team effort. Well, thank you. And Neil drove a great race, and of course, all the Leonard and boys and all the crew did a fine job. And I know everybody else thought we was down, but we knew we we had a winning combination. And uh, when we got to stay together and all and running good, we're gonna come back sometime. The Wood Brothers are also credited with modernizing the pit stop, turning it into the fast-paced choreographed process we see today. Now, their process cut pit stops in half and created a benchmark that all other teams would follow. The team returned to victory lane in a big way in 2011 and reminded everyone how special that legendary number 21 car is. Trevor Vane playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's gonna win the 53rd Daytona 500. Trevor Vane gets the win for the Wood Brothers, and they're dancing on pit road, Alex Hayden. They are indeed Leonard Wood, one of the pioneers of NASCAR racing. He's going to run out and celebrate. Donnie Wingo is down here. Edsel Ford is down here. All of the Ford family on top of the pit box. Glenn, it's been 35 years ago today that we went to victory lane with David Pearson. Your thoughts today? Well, I didn't know that was the time, but this is one of the greatest ones we've ever had. What do you think about this young driver that you've got? Is he not unbelievable? Is that a reincarnation of the Silver Fox? I told him earlier I had no doubts about him now. When Glenn was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2012, he was humbled and said it wasn't about him. It was about the Wood Brothers team being recognized. Now, this is not just about me being inducted in the Hall of Fame. It's also about the Wood Brothers, and it's about NASCAR. And I'm proud to have been a NASCAR driver and car owner for the past 60 years. And I'm proud of this great honor. And this is about two families, the Wood family and the Ford family, working together, which has resulted in me being here tonight. From all of us here at the Motor Racing Network, we send our sincere condolences to the Wood family and the Wood Brothers Racing Team. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. On February 17th, the stage will be set for racing's greatest day, the Daytona 500. A day that delivers four-wide excitement, legendary moments, and unforgettable finishes. A day that keeps you on the edge of your seat and that you'll remember forever. The greatest race awaits. 
Experience the thrill of the Daytona 500 in person. Guarantee your seats before they sell out at Daytona500.com. Coming up next, we have our AutoZone Driver of the Week, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver and Chili Bowl winner, Christopher Bell. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Finder service will help you find the likely issue, saving you time and money. See store and restrictions for details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. The Chili Bowl took center stage Saturday night in Oklahoma, and there were many NASCAR drivers in attendance, like Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, and Justin Allgaier. When the night was over, it was another NASCAR star in victory lane with Xfinity Series driver Christopher Bell. MRN's Steve Post caught up with Bell after the Chili Bowl. Mike, last week in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was the 33rd annual Chili Bowl, 350-some cars. And when we got done for the third straight year, it was Christopher Bell scoring the victory on it. Christopher, congratulations. And what does it mean to you to be a three-time Chili Bowl champ? Man, that first one is obviously going to be really special just because I was the first Oklahoma guy to win it in so long. But uh, this one, uh, trying to think of the way to describe it, but, you know, I'm just kind of speechless here. To, to be able to win on the last lap like that, we were talking a minute ago how that's moments like that is what creates the Chili Bowl and why, you know, what brings people back, why everybody loves it, why the drivers love it, why the fans love it. So, uh it didn't disappoint. Did not disappoint, that's for sure. Last lap wins. Have you had many of those? I was trying to think about it, and uh, I don't know if I can answer that one. Um, I don't know how many last lap passes I have in my in my life to win the race. So this one will this one will be P1 for a while on last lap passes for sure. Absolutely, it will. You, the, the driver you passed, we haven't mentioned this here, was Kyle Larson. And actually, over the last couple of weeks, you and Kyle have been mixing it up down in New Zealand. I don't know. Rivalry is not the word. Respect, I know, is a word that describes it. Describe that. Just describe that back and forth that you and Kyle have when you climb aboard these type of cars. Yeah, I mean, rivalry is the the correct term for what we have going on. But the difference is, is that we uh, we both have the utmost respect for each other. And Kyle is my number one supporter, and I'm Kyle Larson's number one supporter. So it's a very unique relationship and unique uh, situation that we're in, and it's it's very. Very cool to be able to race with a guy that is as talented as he is, and um, it's equally as cool to beat him. I imagine that's the case, and, and it certainly was. One of the things we've talked about, and this t- taking the NASCAR fans back a little bit here on here on NASCAR Live, is 
you're an Oklahoma native winning this race, and, and you've talked about it to all of us on our Wing Nation show, on our Rip the Fence show, but why does that mean so much to you? Why is it so important to be an Oklahoma driver and win this one? Just because this is, you know, this is Oklahoma's big one for motorsports. We don't have an NASCAR track. We don't have, we really don't have any sprint car racing here. But fortunately, we have one of the biggest races in motorsports. So uh, this is the Oklahoma big one. You're you're getting ready to go to Daytona, okay? The Xfinity Series car for Joe Gibbs Racing is nothing like the Chili Bowl car. But is there momentum? Is there positive vibes? Is there positive energy that, that this can, can, can carry into the NASCAR season? Uh, I think so. I think the, the biggest thing is just... You know, I, I go out a winner, so um, this is kind of the, the last two raw of my dirt races on the off season. so uh, I went out a winner. Absolutely. How are things looking over with uh, with Gibbs Racing? Is uh, you get ready to go here? Uh, get ready to go in a couple weeks at Daytona? Yeah, it's looking really good. Honestly, we I, I was at the shop there the week before I came here, so I haven't got to see the Supers put together, but I'm really excited to, to get started there, you know, me and Lucas, my interior guy, we're working on getting me comfortable in the car. We made a seat change in the cars, so had to pour inserts, which we had a big Twitter discussion about that, how stressful it is to pour seat inserts. But my interior guy did a great job getting me comfortable, and, and so I'm cozy in there. Then I just got to put a body on it and wrap it, and let's go race it. Let's go race it, that's for sure. Congratulations. Third consecutive Chili Bowl. Congratulations on that. Thank you for coming and joining our Slice of Heaven. It is a slice of heaven, that's for sure. Uh, bucket list. Checked it off myself personally, Mike, and uh, it won't be the last Chili Bowl, that's for sure. That's Christopher Bell, a three-time champion of the Chili Bowl. Big congratulations to Christopher Bell, and more congrats to MRN's own Dylan Welch, who also competed in the Chili Bowl and raced against some of the best drivers in the world. Steve Post had a few words with Dylan as well. The Chili Bowl uh, the, the, to NASCAR land, how, how do you describe this? Man, I don't know if you can. It's like... The energy of the Daytona 500 and Homestead all wrapped into one, you know, plus more. It's uh, it's an unbelievable event, and uh, you know, not just for dirt track fans. I mean, if you're a racing fan in general, um, the Chili Bowl should be on your bucket list, and it should be very high on that bucket list, a high priority to, to get to. It's just, it's so much fun. The racing is so great every single night. You know, it starts on Monday goes through saturday and it's some of the best racing you're ever going to see you know who's who of of racing in general you know from nascar you had an indy car driver here this year in connor daly you has sports car drivers here in the past and you've got the best of dirt track racing here too all competing for the same prize at the end of the day so um it's just it's it's unbelievable it's hard to put it into words uh just how much this means to, to all of us that are able to compete in it and uh and just how special it is to be a fan. All right, your week out here. Uh, you didn't come out of here with a driller. That went to Christopher <laughs> Bell. Okay, that's the trophy for winning the race. But um, but but describe what how, how was your week out here? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's always hard for me uh, Saturday night to to reflect and look at the big picture when things don't go exactly the way we wanted. But um, you know, all things considered, a really good week. Um, had a great night on our prelim night on Tuesday. Got a heat race win. Uh, and finished seventh in our, our prelim feature, which was my best run out here. Uh, tonight in the B main, just didn't really have things go our way, just couldn't really ever get in a rhythm and kind of got caught up in a couple messes and a couple driver errors there that uh, that eventually led to us not being able to finish. So um, hate that the week kind of ended on a sour note after, uh, you know, after we had so much momentum and so many, uh, you know, positive vibes after Tuesday. But, you know, big picture, I only get to race two or three times a year to, to come out here and, and lock into the B main after our prelim night, I think, is uh, is pretty respectable. 
Thank you, Posty. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we're going to look ahead to this weekend's Rolex 24 at Daytona with Woody Kane. And later, we feature some of the great ladies of NASCAR. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On the racetrack, you can only go as far as your engine can take you. It's the same on the highway. Making a run with a Detroit engine under the hood gives you the industry-leading fuel economy, reliability, and durability your business needs. The Detroit DD13, DD15, and DD16 engine solutions are specifically engineered to make a run as profitable as possible. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. We'll preview the Rolex 24 at Daytona this weekend with Woody Kane next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. You can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. Need to find your local MRN radio station? Taking a trip and want to listen to NASCAR races? Go to MRN.com. Click on stations to find all MRN's local radio stations. Plan a trip and map out MRN stations along your route. MRN on your local stations. Tune in. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to this week's NASCAR Live. The Daytona 500 is less than a month away. And that means it's time for the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Many fans aren't familiar with the Rolex, why it's important, how NASCAR is tied to it. Here to explain the magic of the Rolex 24 is NASCAR Today's Woody Kane. And here they come to the stripe. The checkered flag being held high. The checkered flag is being waved. A.J. Allmendinger and Michael Shank Racing winning the 50th anniversary of the Rolex 24 at Daytona. The 57th Rolex 24 at Daytona gets underway Saturday, and no event embraces the track's identity as the world center of racing as much as this round-the-clock endurance sports car race. Makes like Porsche and Ferrari tangle with Ford and Chevrolet. Drivers like Fittipaldi and Montoya are past winners, while Fernando Alonso and Alex Zanardi will race this year. But NASCAR drivers have a storied history in the event as well. Well, Dale Earnhardt was in the car, Joe, a little bit earlier. Uh, he stayed in there about an hour and 15 minutes. He is now out of the car. Uh, like you said, they're doing, they're doing really well, and he did well in his stint. And... Uh, I think everybody's happy. Right now, the Bell Motorsports entry, car number 54, trying to do everything it can to run down Tony Stewart. Tony is 
just incredible behind the wheel right now, an obviously broken machine. He is still running laps at 217. Bell Motorsports running at 204. Tony Stewart and Ironman trying to hold on for the overall win. Imagine a race on a road course with the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series all on the track at the same time. Through day and night, whether it rains or not, and you start to get a feel for the Rolex. NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee Jeff Gordon was on the winning team in 2017. What I remember so much about that experience was you know, how easy you have to take it leaving the pits on, on cold tires. Uh, those cars are so stiff, the sidewalls on the tires are stiff, and there's not a lot of grip for the first lap. So you got to get the brakes, get the tires warmed up. Uh, the other thing was the rain. You know, I, I, I was out in the car when it started raining and that really got my attention. Current NASCAR sensation Kyle Larson won with Chip Ganassi Racing back in 2015 and echoes Gordon's sentiment about the challenge. My first stint was uh, I hopped in right after Canaan and stalled the car right away and then I was just freaking out. Like I said, I was stressed out so I hit like every button on my dash. My windshield wipers are going crazy and and then I get out there and uh, I must have hit the speed limiter button or Canon didn't, didn't turn it on. So then I sped on pit road <laughs> and then I get back out there and then the yellow flag comes out and I'm like at the front of the pack with all these veterans behind me and my tires are cold. I, so it's just, it's just way different and, and hard. Jamie McMurray is a Daytona 500 winner and a teammate of Larson's on that 2015 winning effort. He understands the scope of one of the world's most prestigious races. The first thing for me when I think about this race is the getting to meet all the people that have raced in IndyCar, sports car, every form of, of racing in the world. Um, guys show up here. So it, it's nice to get to meet those people in a relaxed environment, uh, whether it's the driver's meeting or eating lunch. You, you meet these guys and, and um, you know you, you talk to them and, and you get to know them. And I, I enjoy that part of it. So this is a huge race to win. I, I think that, you know, I mean, bucket list race, this is it for me. A.J. Allmendinger won in 2012, and after stepping out of the NASCAR arena, will be a driver and TV broadcaster this year. You go to certain races, and the name behind the race, whether it's the Indy 500 or the Daytona 500, a place like Monaco, and just really the history behind what Daytona International Speedway is. And just being in Daytona, really special but you know when it's the Rolex 24-hour race there's just certain races on the calendar throughout the course of the world that mean more than other races do. Even more NASCAR drivers will be involved this time around. Cole Custer nearly won the Xfinity Championship in 2018. These cars are definitely a lot different but you still get the same kind of characteristics of braking and uh, you know doing right and left turns so uh, it's a good thing that you know Ford lets us do and kind of uh, hang out with our other you know four drivers and get to know them so it's a uh, it's a cool deal and I always look forward to coming here it's a really fun track so uh, I think we're pretty solid so we'll see what happens when we come back to the, for the race. Chase Briscoe will run full-time in the Xfinity Series in 2019 for Stewart Haas Racing. Definitely a different you know atmosphere and different culture over there I guess you could say but um, it's really cool to go do you know I never thought in a million years I'd go sports car racing but uh, it's definitely cool. I wish I could have some success over there. It seems like every time we're running good and going to have a good finish, something breaks. But um, that's kind of part of it. Daytona last year, we were really fast, and I feel like we're going to be really good there this year. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to, to go there and get a win. Austin Sendrick is an accomplished road racer who will run for Team Penske in the Xfinity Series this season but can't wait to run the Rolex 24 again 
this weekend. I think what makes it unique is there's nowhere, no other event in the world brings such a variety of drivers between sports car veterans, IndyCar drivers, world champions, F1 drivers, retired drivers, uh, NASCAR drivers, amateur drivers. The scope is, is so large at an event like this that it's something you can't really experience anywhere else. Thank you, Woody. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we go into the roles women have played in racing history and the role they play in its future. Plus, later, we're celebrating 25 years of the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. When we return, we take a look at the key role women have played in NASCAR's history. But first, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. When the racing concludes each weekend, keep up with the nonstop NASCAR news each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday. The drafting type races I've always excelled in, so that's where I see uh, a tremendous advantage. I think it was very important for us to get Martin and to get Cole, um, both of those as a, as a group, because they're very good at what they do. NASCAR Today Midday, Monday through Friday on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Had a chance to check out a publication from Forbes recently. Forbes released their Women to Watch in Sports, and two women in NASCAR made that list. It made us think about women's history in racing and their impact. MRN's Susie Armstrong takes us through the field of women who have shared a love of racing. In 2019, Forbes named Haley Deegan and Julie Giese on their Women in Sports to Watch list, an honor in its own right. Many fans may have asked, who are they? With Danica Patrick no longer racing, many people think females are absent in the NASCAR world. Of course, they would be wrong. But it isn't just females on the track. Some of the most influential women are out of the spotlight, busy running teams and tracks. Women have been involved in the sport since its inception in 1948. Names like Sarah Christian, Ethel Mobley, and Louise Smith all raced through the 1950s and 60s 
but made only a handful of starts. And in 33rd position, a driver that an awful lot of people will be looking at today, Janet Guthrie from New York in the Kelly Services Chevrolet. Many didn't think she could qualify here. Janet, congratulations. Thank you. I think it was uh, just fine. I uh, spun on a flat tire there uh, a little bit before the end, uh, so I was working pretty hard to get back what I lost. I, I gather from what they tell me that I did. It had been a full decade since women had raced in NASCAR when Janet Guthrie took the green in the 1976 World 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. She finished 15th that day, higher than Dale Earnhardt. While she never raced a full-time schedule, she was the first woman to lead a Cup Series race under caution in 1977. Shauna Robinson is on the pole. Joe Nemechek flanks her on the outside. Green flag is in the air. Robinson gets the edge coming into the corner, working on the outside of the racetrack. Here's Nemechek trying to take advantage off the turn, but Robinson leads the way off turn number two. Side by side, down the back straightaway. Shauna Robinson to the outside. Check that the inside. Here's Mike Wallace. He dives to the inside into turn number three, three wide. In 1988, Shauna Robinson became the first woman to win a NASCAR Touring Series event. She was also the first female to score a pole in any of the top three series in 1994. While more women joined Robinson on the track during the 90s, it was all in the lower levels. No females had finished a race for a Cup Series event since Janet Guthrie in 1980. And Barney, for the first time in 14 years, there's a woman in the field. Yeah, Shauna Robinson made the field. We'll talk uh, about her as the afternoon goes by. I hope she has a good run here today. She's very optimistic that they've got a good race car. And, and she can have a good performance here this afternoon. I don't really ever think about the woman thing part of it, but the day in itself, it's just, it's a huge boundary for me to get to the next step. I needed to qualify for a race. I needed to get that question out of, out of the mark. And I think when it came down to qualifying, the fact that I stepped it up and did what I needed to do, knew what I needed to do and did it, and planned on doing the same thing at California, but never got to that point. So I think just the path that I'm taking is, is just, this is another step. And the next step is today, and uh, racing all day long. Shauna Robinson changed that in 2001 at Michigan. Two years later, she would have the first all-female pit crew for a truck series race at Texas Motor Speedway. Well, can she put herself in position to make history? A lot of drivers left to go. Here she comes, checkered flag is out. Danica Patrick, second lap is quickest of all and just shy of a new track record here. Danica Patrick, 196.434 miles per hour. Danica Patrick right now, the quickest, the gal to beat here in Daytona. I have a feeling that's gonna be one of those things in 10, 20, 30 years I look back on and think something of it, whatever that may be. But at this point in time, it's just about going out there and getting what you can from the car, working hard and, um, and making the most of my opportunities now. I think, that's, I think that I'm gonna be happier in the end because I'll have been more focused during. Um, so I'll, I'll let you all talk about what that means. I don't know, I'm just turning left. Which brings us to Danica Patrick, the next female to make a splash in the Cup Series. Coming from IndyCar was a big learning curve. She landed a full-time ride with Stuart Haas Racing, the first woman in cup history to do so, and scored the pole at Daytona. She went on to race for seven years, making 191 starts. But who is coming after Danica now that she's retired? Well, it's pretty awesome that I'm with CBR Crosley just because they have, you know, the truck, ARCA, k and all under one roof. And when I first met David, I just knew it was going to be a really good fit. And he's a wonderful guy, and I'm really excited to learn from him. I think it's really going to be a great year. In 2019, 
Natalie Decker will race part-time in the truck series, having competed in the ARCA Racing Series for two years and earning 11 top 10 finishes. Yeah, this year has been really my dream season. Everything that we wanted to accomplish was accomplished this year. And with my crew, with my team, everyone on the BMR team, they gave me the opportunity to do that. I had a lot of goals I wanted to accomplish and I needed to accomplish just myself, just to keep like the ball rolling in my career. And I think that this year I kind of, I knew I needed to get a win, even though it was like, it could happen, it could not. Halfway through the season, I knew it was possible. We had, everything had to work out good. Back to Haley Deegan. She made history last year when she won in the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West. Returning to the series with eyes on a championship, countless doors will open if she keeps pushing forward. $175 million spent to renovate a racetrack that I think everybody in the industry has for many years looked at as probably one of the most exciting coming to Phoenix to ISM Raceway. And Julie Giese is the brand new president of ISM Raceway. I have been part of the project team developing and, and working on all these renovations because uh, I've been here for the last two years getting getting my way around and seeing everything come to life. It's, it's remarkable. We're so proud of what we've accomplished and excited to show everyone what we've done. In 2018, Julie Giese took over ISM Raceway in Phoenix and is overseeing the redesign of the track and grounds. Working in motorsports for almost two decades, she has become a major player in the marketing and redevelopment of several tracks, including the Daytona Rising Project. From the competition side, they go and pull from Dale Jr., just kind of his knowledge is you know what what his gut feeling is it's still his company but the fact is is that his role has really been sort of hands off let kelly run the company and he drops in um, you know a good bit one of the biggest influences in the sport has been the earnhardt family but not the drivers you're thinking of kelly earnhardt miller dale jr's sister has led junior motorsports with him since it started in 2001. She is now co-owner and is credited with running the entire operation. CEO of, of the International Speedway Corporation and uh, recently was named uh, the most powerful woman in sports, Lisa France Kennedy. So important to continue to modernize these tracks and to be able to bring the modern day amenities um, and comforts into these tracks and always improving tracks across our portfolio and also great racing experiences so i think we can make some great improvements there of course there can't be a women in nascar discussion without mentioning lisa france kennedy the ceo of international speedway corporation is not only part of the france family that started nascar but is known worldwide as one of the most powerful women in sports and has helped racing grow over the last few decades as isc merges with nascar her reach will only continue. While there may not be as many women in NASCAR as men, there's room to grow, and the groundwork has been laid for a strong future. Thank you, Susie. Certainly some of those names take you back, and some I hope we're going to hear a lot more of in the future. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we continue to celebrate 25 years of truck series racing, and later NASCAR Today's Woody Kane talks with Alan Gustafson. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
calling all admirers of the king. For Richard Petty, the STP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh, the hat came about in the late 70s. From the legend behind the king's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. Motor Racing Network is celebrating 25 years of Gander Outdoors Truck Series racing this year. And next, we will hear from Wayne Auten, Ron Hornaday Jr., and Jack Sprague. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN's Throwback Thursday, the greatest races in NASCAR history. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding. Pearson is still running. As they come to the stripe, the winner is car number 21. They spin. They go into the outside wall. Earnhardt hits the wall. Rudd hits the wall. And scooting through is Jeff Bodine. And he is going to win the Holly Farms 400 here this afternoon. Thursdays at 1 on MRN.com, on demand on iTunes and Google Play. Throwback Thursday on MRN.com. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along with this week's NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Coming up next month, we're going to have a podcast series that will highlight 25 years of Gander Outdoors Truck Series racing. You'll hear from the biggest names in the series. You'll hear them tell stories from the early days. Recently, I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with series director Wayne Auten and series champions Jack Sprague and Ron Hornaday Jr., I asked Ron about the day that Dale Sr. reached out to him to drive his truck. We all know our late Larry Nastin. He's mm -hmm. a radio guy out there. He always called Monday morning and, and always screw with the guys and, and figure out what I what I did in racing that night. It was a Friday night or Saturday night at Bakersfield or Bakersfield or Saugus. And he goes, hey, this is Richard Petty. Is Ron Hornady there? <laughs> so the guys were busy. <clears throat> I've been down to Tucson for two weeks racing, and uh, the guys were busy. And this guy keeps calling up, saying Dale Earnhardt wants to talk to Ron Hornaday, and they keep hanging up, saying it's Larry Nassin, because Larry always pretended he was Richard Petty. So, come to find out, it was Dale Earnhardt. So you almost didn't take the call. Oh no, I I I got a wind. I think uh, Buddy Baker called me and said, "Did Dale Earnhardt call you yet?" I said, "No." He says, "Well, he expect a phone call from him." And, and uh, so I called. Back in the day, we didn't have cell phones. We stopped to get fuel in Wendy's. T-Bird back in the day, we uh, we called the shop and says, hey, make sure uh, you take this phone call and tell them when I'm going to be in. I said, well, we've hung up on them two or three times already, so <laughs> it must be Earnhardt. <laughs> well, aren't you glad he kept trying? I mean, yeah, a little yeah. different these days. Well, the bad part is we had another race in Tucson. I was leading the whole deal. I think I've won 16 races down there, and the last race was coming up, and he said, I want you here Tuesday morning. I said, well, Dale, i got to get my car ready. He said, well, get your crew to do it. I said, it's only me and my brother-in-law, bud. <laughs> So we, I, he, I flew back Tuesday night and come stayed there, and he flew me straight down to Tucson. After that, we ended up going on the race and sold the car for $52,000 come back and bought a house out here. <laughs> Been here ever since. Good God. When's the first time you raced with uh, Jack Sprague over there? 
It had to be uh, Phoenix when I sat on the pole and he was all mad like always. I wasn't mad. I, know. <laughs> I was like looking to make the race, dude. I wasn't in that zip code yet. <laughs> he quickly got in the zip code though on that yeah. one mile track. At the end of '95, when I started racing for Rick, but until then, uh, him and Skinner were the farthest thing from my from my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ron Hornaday Jr., Jack Sprague, and Wayne Auten. And trust me, folks, there's more mirth and merriment awaiting you in this podcast series. You'll hear more stories like that starting next month at MRN.com. During the NASCAR offseason, NASCAR Live is highlighting a pit crew member each week as we close in on the start of the 2019 season. The wheel entrusted to perform pit crew member of the week is Hunter Masling. He's the front tire changer for Brad Keselowski's number two Ford Mustang of Team Penske. MRN's Rocco Williams talked with him about his career. So I'm originally from Marksville, Louisiana, real small town in the state. Um, got involved in NASCAR. I originally went through the NASCAR tech school, and then I kind of worked my way over to pit uh, training right there next door in Mooresville. And got to pit, got training, and, you know, long story short, uh, a few coaches from Penske Racing that came by and watched one of our practices, got invited to try out, and... No, as they say, the rest is history from there. The rest is history. And it was a big year for your team as a whole, winning the championship. Describe in a nutshell what that was like. Yeah, it, it was a good year for Team Penske as a whole. You know, we won some, won some big races. And then, of course, you know, Joey winning championship with our 22 team. So uh, I know everyone was, was proud of that. And I say the bad thing, it's a good problem to have is, you know, expectations are set really high for the next year. So mm -hmm. it's up to us to keep that momentum rolling through the offseason. That's Hunter Masling, front tire changer for Brad Keselowski at Team Penske. Your Whelan trusted to perform pit crew member of the week. Brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Woody Kane gets an update from the Hendrick Garage. And later, Kim Kuhn gives us all the social media news. MRN.com. Original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com. For children with chronic medical conditions, Victory Junction means friends, fun, freedom. That's because we provide a medically safe environment where kids who live in a world of hospitals and doctor's visits can laugh, play, and discover all they can be, all at no cost to their families. Victory Junction inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every camper who comes through our gates. Find out how you can change a child's life. Go to victoryjunction.org. NASCAR Today's Woody Kane updates us from Hendrick Motorsports on how preparations are coming for the 2019 season. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
you could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-242-1706 800-242-1706 this is nascar live all this time we've been wondering when would it happen it's going to happen today at watkins Glen in his 99th start chase elliott is going to victory lane up front Chase Elliott comes off the end of the back straightaway. He's about to tame the monster. It used to be a standard statement at every race. When will Chase Elliott win? He won at Watkins Glen. He won at Dover. Today, he wins at Kansas Speedway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That, my friends, would be the 2018 sizzle reel for Chase Elliott going to victory lane three times last year. Watkins Glen, Dover, and Kansas. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Our Woody Kane had a chance earlier today to take a spin over to the Hendrick Motorsports Garage. As a matter of fact, he had a chance to chat with a man in part responsible for Chase's success last year, and that would be crew chief Alan Gustafson. When we go into a season like this, and we've all been through them before where things significantly change, how much of a, a chore, a job is that for you guys to get ready? Because you're changing your whole fleet over, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a significant change, and you know, basically every chassis we have – uh, we've had to update to the EVC rules and, uh, you know, all the aerodynamic configurations, the splitter and the spoiler and, and all the things change. You, you basically start from scratch and kind of rebuild your fleet. We've done that, you know, the last couple of years, certainly last year with the with the body change and this year with some of the rules changes. So, uh, yeah, a lot of labor that goes into that, a lot involved with it. So uh, we're kind of knee deep in that process now. It's going to be a while. You know, it's not something that you get done over the off season. And then just go to Daytona and hit the ground running. Yeah, that's you're constantly evolving and building your inventory. So everybody is comparing this new rules package to what we saw in the All Star race, but it's not exactly like that. Tell me how it's different. I think the biggest thing is it just has a little more power. Which, is based off racing the the All Star, I feel like that's a good decision. You know, there's just not enough power in those cars, and, and a little more power, I think, will lend itself for for a little better racing. And and it's certainly something that we may have to adjust a little bit more, but. They're trying to generate a balance between drag, downforce, and then power to, to, to obviously keep the cars closer together on the track. So I think a little more power will help, but uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Daytona will have the rules from the previous year, so you guys can use up a little bit of inventory, if nothing else. And everybody is familiar with restrictor plates. We've seen those for decades around the sport, but the tapered spacer has kind of bubbled up through the lower series. Explain to folks how they're different. They essentially do the same thing. I think the tapered spacer is just kind of an evolution of, of the restrictor plate. The restrictor plate is you know just pretty inefficient in the way it goes about what it does. The tapered spacers. Similar, you know, similar in in in, in philosophy and and uh, you know just restricting the ability for our engines to to get the necessary, you know, fuel and, and air that it needs to perform. So similar, just kind of maybe a next step evolution from the uh, restrictor plate to the tapered spacer. What about the differences at the tracks where we're not going to go, I guess, all into the new package, like places like Atlanta and Pocono, Darlington and Homestead? How will that be different? Yeah, I mean the tracks that have full power, you know, there'll be uh, the 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 drag 
is going to be a significant difference in the downforce. So should be very similar to what we raced in 2014, I think, in, in that respect. Don't expect to see a huge difference in racing or, or you know, car setup or dynamics that go along with it. Um, you know, maybe a little more stability and a little more grip for the drivers. So, yeah, it should be, should be of all the, uh, of the formats that we'll have, that'll be most like, you know, what we've all kind of been used to. Had a test late last season at Atlanta. We had a tire test already this year uh, for Goodyear. Got another big one coming up at Las Vegas. What kind of feedback have you gotten so far and what you've seen from those tests, the numbers, and from what Chase likes to do with the car? Yeah, very little feedback so far. You know, we haven't been involved uh, with, with much of that. We didn't, we didn't go to Fontana. So, um, you know, just what I've heard through the grapevine and, and, and different people talking, um, it's a really big unknown. You know, it's something that we're going to have to uh, uh, work through as the season starts and, you know, getting to Atlanta and, and getting to uh, Las Vegas and, and um you know, going through those races and Fontana is going to be another big one. It's going to be a steep learning curve for us. And, and um, you know, we know what Chase likes to do and how he likes to drive the car. And certainly we'll make our best guesses to uh, uh, get, get the car correct from the get-go. But I, I certainly think we're going to have to make some adjustments and, and have a pretty steep learning curve. A couple of other things that aren't getting as much attention. The sealed engine rule has changed in terms of how long you have to go and the testing rules, not as many tests and at, and at tire tests, only three teams instead of four. What kind of impact do you think those might have? Yeah, um, the, the, they're going to have an impact um, for sure. I mean, the sealed engine, I think, is a little bit of an evolution. I don't think team-wise we'll see much with that. That won't have a huge impact on us, but... Uh, uh, you know, the testing rules and the way that, that uh, they've been delegated this year is slightly different. So, um, you know, in a little bit reduced testing and, you know, last year we typically would do a manufacturer per test and, and uh, the way it works out that we're not going to do that, we're going to do a little differently based on points. So the way that's split up slightly different and, you know, there's some people who like that, some people who don't like it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day it's what the rules are and you know, we'll just do the best we can with it. So. A breakthrough year for Chase last year and the whole team. Confidence level has to be really high for you guys. Is that momentum something that you can carry forward, or does this rules change kind of make it a clean slate for everybody? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think, you know, regardless of the rules package, you know, we were able to accomplish some good things, and that gives you some confidence. and gives you some confidence in your team members and, and the direction we're taking, but uh, certainly the rules are going to reset it a little bit. So I think the the, the – structure of our teams in place and it's the same people in, in, in the same situation so we have confidence that we know that that group of people can get the job done and uh, you know the rules are gonna gonna be significantly different and we'll have to uh, we'll have to tackle that and and uh, certainly the guys that do that the best will have an advantage all right Alan, thanks for your time and good luck in 2019 yeah no worries thanks thank you Woody when we come back Kim Kuhn is in studio with us she'll get us up to speed on matters of social media and we cover some NASCAR history all in our AutoZone commercial free zone. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Finder service will help you find the likely issue, saving you time and money. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, dang, dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. 
Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcasts elevate your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. MRN's Kim Kuhn is in studio with us now. And, well, Kim, bring us up to speed on social media. What have these drivers, what have these teams been up to lately? Yeah, so we've obviously had a lot of free time in the offseason, and drivers and teams alike have taken advantage of all this time off. One thing in particular that I am extremely jealous of is I saw a bunch of the industry attend the Justin Timberlake concert recently here in Charlotte. Those included Samantha and Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson and his wife Chandra were there. Kevin Harvick even made an appearance at the Justin Timberlake concert. But my favorite was Jeff Gordon. I know he's not a driver anymore, but he is still a fan favorite in the NASCAR community. He was actually like front row at the concert and has this video of Justin Timberlake singing and basically giving him like a shout out with like a wheel driving kind of gesture as he walked by him. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think it's awesome that JT got the attention of a lot of the NASCAR community. Maybe we can get him to the racetrack soon coming up. How awesome would that be? Uh, I vote JT for a free race concert. I don't know who I need to file that uh, request with, but put that out into the universe to happen. And I will co-sign on that. Let's get Justin Timberlake to the racetrack. (laughs) Also happening, obviously, football is a big thing during our offseason because, you know, once the Super Bowl hits, then it is time for what is our Super Bowl, the Daytona 500, and a lot of drivers have been partaking in the watching of the football, particularly as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl. I saw where Samantha and Kyle Busch were at a Patriots game. I thought he was a Broncos fan, but Rowdy Bush shared a photo on Instagram saying, let's go Patriots, so that must be his East Coast team. And then, obviously, Clint Boyer, you and I both know how big of a Kansas City Chiefs fan he is. He was at the game over this past weekend, was so stoked. Unfortunately, they lost. So I'm sure yeah. he's very disappointed. It wasn't a good weekend for Saints fans and Chiefs fans. Yeah, well, they got farther <laughs> than uh, your Washington Redskins, so right, they can enough. at least they can at least <laughs> brag about that. But yeah, and then and then uh, we've had. Trust that. me, that's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> that's not a high bar to clear at all. You guys were pretty terrible this past year. That's for yeah, sure. We were. But I can't I can't say that because the Panthers were not any better. We both uh, had some teams that needed some work this past season. Um, and then there were some travels. Obviously, everybody taking advantage of the free time to hop on a plane and get somewhere. I know Dale Jr. and his wife Amy and their daughter Isla were in the Bahamas. Kyle Larson and his family went all the way across the globe to New Zealand. So it seems like everybody is really taking advantage of all of their free time. Getting some time away, recharging those batteries, and, of course, we're back on the air with the Advanced Auto Parts Clash coming up two weeks from this Sunday. Kim, how can folks keep up with us on social media? Yeah, they can follow us at MRN Radio, and, of course, always use that hashtag AskMRN. All right, Kim, thank you so much for stopping by. That brings us to a little NASCAR history. You know, before the Daytona 500 became the first race of the season, the Cup Series season opener 
would actually be in California. The whole Cup Series gentry would travel west out to Riverside Raceway in Southern California. It was a 2.620 mile road course that produced races from 1958 to 1988. Through the 70s, NASCAR started the season in mid-January with the Winston Western 500. Let's take you back to some of those races for this week in NASCAR history. Time ago. This week, we start in 1972. Don McLean is red hot with American Pie. In Super Bowl VII, Roger Staubach and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Miami Dolphins 24-3. Richard Nixon is in the Oval Office. Richard Petty was on his way to a victory by over a minute. I started singing bye-bye, Miss America. So the champion remains the champion. That unparalleled story in the history of auto racing. The Petty family of Randall, North Carolina, and they are about to conquer Riverside, California, for the second time. He takes it home. Kind of a 43. Petty wins the Winston Western 500. Some people call me the space cowboy. Let's jump forward a couple of years to 1974. The Steve Miller Band is on the radio with Joker. Happy Days began its 11-year run on ABC. Buffalo Bills running back O.J. Simpson was named Male Athlete of the Year for 1973. This time it was Cale Yarborough beating Richard Petty by three seconds in a race that took nearly five hours to complete. Here comes Cale Yarborough out of turn number nine. What a dramatic finish to the first race in the Winston Series 1974. At the line, ladies and gentlemen, Chevrolet wins its first road race victory ever at Riverside, California. In second is Richard Petty in the STP Dodge. And we end this week in 1979. Cheek is number one with the Freak. In Super Bowl 13, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Dallas Cowboys 35-31. Quarterback Terry Branshaw won MVP that year. On CBS television, the Dukes of Hazard made its debut, and Daryl Waltrip was taking the checkered flag in a caution-free race at Riverside. Down to turn nine comes Daryl Waltrip, car number 88, the green Gatorade Die Guard Special. Midway through turn nine, Barney Holland looks as if he will be well on his way to the first win of 1979 as he comes to the stripe. Daryl Waltrip, who has driven a magnificent race here at Riverside, California, out of turn number nine. A short shoot down to the start finish line, puts his hand out the window, waves to the fans, checkered flag in the winner, Daryl Waltrip. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Does your check engine light have you stressing? The free AutoZone Fix Minder service will help you find the likely issue, saving you time and money. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Our thanks to Alan Gustafson for joining us this week. Also, our thanks to Christopher Bell, A.J. Allmendinger, Cole Custer, Austin Sendrick, Ron Hornaday Jr., Wayne Auten, and Jack Sprague. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. I will talk to you right here next week. Until then, so long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. 
Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.